Alright guys, welcome to episode number 32 of the Fear Being Average podcast, health, fitness, and performance series. In today's episode, we take a look at the topic, the ideal six to seven day training plan for the most busy people. Quite the mouthful, but today, yes, we're going to take a look at if you're a busy individual, someone who is highly engaged in their work, their home, whatever you're doing, whatever you got on your plate, it's tough to get workouts in. As you know, with Brandon Renka 365 and my brand, I talk a lot about engaging in healthy habits 365 days a year. That doesn't mean you got to go hard and crush every single day, but it does mean that we are going towards betterment every single day. So this plan for the busy individual is going to allow you to put together different training days and sessions that allow you to get your body moving in a progressive manner every single day for the most part while keeping you sane and not disrupting your busy schedule and making it feel very doable and not overwhelming. Okay, guys, so a lot of good tips at this one, some good structure. We go over a little sample week as well. We dive into each of these sessions and what exactly they would look like in your day. All right, guys, like always, please feel free to subscribe to the Fear Being Average podcast. You can rate the podcast, give it four or five stars, give the max amount, and enjoy today's episode. Okay, busy people, this episode is for you. And the good news is, even if you aren't chronically, overly, forcefully busy, this episode is gonna, still going to be very valuable to the average person because I think this is a really good ideal schedule for you know most people, even though this episode is you know directed more towards the busy individual, the busy professional, um, the busy parent, the busy person. I think more people need to start adopting a training routine that looks very similar to this. Of course, not everybody's goals are the same, but with where the world's going, the direction in which society is going, we need to do a better job of managing our stress levels, right? To say, okay, we're not going to be stressed isn't very practical. Um, it isn't very you know, feasible. However, learning how to adopt strategies and practices that help actually mitigate high stress levels and give you more opportunity to connect on a more you know holistic basis is going to be really beneficial. So what we might have been doing years ago and, and maybe our you know directives and the things that we are working towards made a lot of sense to us, I think there's a better approach for where the world is today. And again, this is talking to a lot of clientele. This is seeing examples of you know studies and research based on you know people feeling you know rather lost or depressed or anxious or emotionally drained or you know the epidemic of obesity and people being overweight. Obviously, the direction is going towards people are burning out, right? They're not finding a routine that's very sustainable, and they're not adopting practices. Um, you know, from a physical manner that are really alleviating all the issues that they're currently going through. And it's being more preemptive with our training, being more preemptive with how we put together a structured exercise program that's going to really tie in a lot of different elements and help strengthen a lot of different facets of our life compared to just focusing on the physical. So yes, I want to make sure that we hone in on people that, you know, claim that they don't have a lot of time or they you know, honestly don't have a lot of time. And there's days that I don't have a lot of time either. 
but you know, finding a way to move the body, uh, get the body doing something productive, uh, built around growth, you know, whether it's emotional growth, you know, physical growth, spiritual growth, um, mental growth is gonna be really beneficial. And the cool thing about training and exercise is when we exercise or train, it actually benefits all those realms, right? It can be a very spiritual practice, right? It can be a very emotional practice. We know the studies. We know the research behind, you know, working out and the benefits on our mental health, right? Helping reduce anxiety and depression and outlook on life. Um, They're saying that's probably the most beneficial thing you can do for moderate levels of depression, right? Which is pretty crazy when you think about it. This is it's as good, if not better, than the average medicinal solution, right? Or the drug solution that is pharmaceutical. Let's just say pharmaceutical solution that's trying to alleviate those depressive symptoms. The reason being is the drugs that we take, it usually comes at a cost, right? It usually comes at, if you take this, it's going to alleviate this symptom, but it may affect another area of your life, right? So let's just say this is going to help alleviate your depressive symptoms. However, it's going to lead to, you know, acne or weight gain or, you know, some, something else, right? So it's not as pure and genuine as exercise and strength training where, you know, it's only benefits really. There's really no negative to it, right? There's no consequence. There's no side effect other than, you know, a positive side effect, especially if you go, go about it in a very, like I said, holistic, um, integrative manner. So, that's where we gotta start thinking about is, okay, how does this activity not only rectify the root cause, but it helps mitigate any potential risk or side effects that come with you know, a pharmaceutical approach. So again, obviously this is individualized. If somebody has a chemical imbalance and it is a high level of depression that can't be rectified purely on the basis of improving our physical and mental health through what we can control and that we have to rely on something uh, based around Western medicine, then absolutely, you know, by all means, go about that. And that's why I'm not a doctor. I'm not someone who's prescribing a prescription right now. Um, I'm giving you at least something. I'm giving you guys the low-hanging fruit uh, to make sure that we actually engage in something that's going to really help, like I said, lower our chronic stress elements and make sure that we kind of go about life in a, in a much more productive, you know, fulfilled manner. Okay. So off the bat, the title of this episode is a bit of an oxymoron, if you think about it, right? Because the title of the episode is the ideal six to seven day training plan for most busy people. So you would say, well, Brandon, I'm a busy person. Me training six to seven days isn't practical, right? If I'm busy, maybe I can get two sessions in. And I get that, right? So I'm coming up with a plan for you guys because I'm such an advocate of daily movement, right? I think that's where real momentum and health takes place. And again, that's why I'm saying it's not every day we're going, you know, we're training balls out or we're, we're training to, you know, full capacity and we're beating the body. Now we're doing things that are that go past just the physical, right? So we're engaging in practices that help us. Sorry, just getting out of this chair, a little squeaky here. Um, that help us from a wide variety of of aspects, right? So when you when I put this together for you guys, and I give you the kind of the plan here, 
you'll notice that, okay, it really isn't six to seven days of something that I can't do, right? This is just more so, you know, finding the time and being a little bit more self-aware with our time that we can get some of these you know, sessions in and they don't really feel like sessions, right? There's a lot of opportunity here where we can multitask in a very effective manner um, and, and you get the most out of it, okay? So let's just be very clear that yes, it's a bit of a, of a you know, oxymoron, but at the same time, if we go about it in a very, you know, intelligent manner, in a wise manner, we're going to be just okay. We're going to be able to manage this. And that's, that's why this is a very cool episode because I'm literally giving you a tool set of how to put together an everyday plan for the busy individual, for the person who is pulled in multiple directions and feels like, man, I, I can barely get one or two sessions in, let alone take care of my body every day of the week, which, like I said, builds an incredible... Um, you know, momentum for the body and for the mind, and, and it really helps prevent people from having major setbacks. And that's what we're trying to rectify. Um, you know, that's a big reason why I created the BR365 Strength Squad and, you know, teamed up with a team of experts and, you know, constantly you know, putting out a lot of value for our members is because I wanted to give people something every day in some form or manner of, you know, engaging with this process. And, and again, I'm not someone who pushes the all-out mentality it's about being smart with how we go about this process so it is something that we can do for the rest of our lives and not just something that we can engage in for the next three to six months because we know how that story ends and it ends in us gaining the weight back and just kind of yo-yoing back and forth with good results and poor results and feeling good and feeling poorly about ourselves so we want to make sure we we eliminate that uh, that process okay so off the bat here let's kind of just talk a little bit about chronic stress, you know, because if we're talking about a busy person, this is a person who is more likely to suffer from chronic stress, right? Because they're getting pulled in multiple directions, whether it's from a professional manner, uh, whether it's from an emotional you know, manner, uh, as a parent, as a friend, as a leader, um, as a coach, there's just a lot of directions that we can get pulled in. So, you know, you're naturally, you know, fairly busy. And, and again, the cool part is busy, even though it's kind of glorified to a certain extent or it was so at least you know maybe 10 to 15 years ago it's slowly going in the opposite direction now we're understanding that being the busy person who takes no days off and gets after all the time they're really not that happy they're not that fulfilled and their health is suffering so the direction is going the opposite way now of how how to balance um, that in between of busy and productive Right, I don't want to be someone who's just busy doing shit, yet all other areas of my life are suffering, or I'm really not getting um, a lot done in terms of my progression. It just looks like I'm doing a lot of stuff, uh, and with that, I've tried to become a smarter, you know, exerciser and a coach and a professional where I can do not necessarily less, but be more productive during my work periods. Right, and exercise and taking breaks and giving yourself uh, a mental reset actually with research will show it actually benefits better performance right you'll be more productive when you actually give your body the opportunity to step away take care of your health move your body do something where it increases blood flow get some nutrients in your body and you'll actually be more productive more creative um, more in tune with what you're trying to create. So that's the cool part, right? Is it's, but it's hard for people to understand and really buy into until they see it, right? I just know every time I exercise, 
every time I get my body moving, I go outside, I go for a walk, I go for a bike ride. Like I just came back from a bike ride and I come in just feeling great, right? And it's not something I necessarily wanted to do today. Like I wanted to do it, but at the same time, like I had stuff to do. But I knew me going out there, beautiful day, beautiful Thanksgiving day, um, the leaves are changing, the weather is prime, I was able to even take the shirt off for the back half of the ride, so that's how nice it is outside. Um, the sun's shining, fresh air, I come in, I'm much more alert, I'm much more focused, I'm much more engaged with this process. And I knew my podcast was actually going to be uh, better today compared to me staying inside and saying, well, I need to you know, put all this together. You know, I have stuff to do. I want to make sure that's my priority. And yes, it's my priority, but I was also priming my mind. Just like when we go to the gym, we prime our body for a workout. We don't just go into the gym and start banging out heavy back squats. You know, we prime our hips and we prime our ankle mobility and we get maybe a little bit of a, of a sweat going or we increase our heart rate. We kind of just get the body ready to handle uh, a load and maybe we wake up our central nervous system. Same thing when we're engaging in mental practices, um, like work, for example, you want to prime your mind. You want to prime your body. You want to come into those sessions feeling good, feeling like you can contribute, feeling creative, feeling ambitious, feeling like you want to be there. And, and how do you do that is obviously, like I said, getting your body and mind in a state of productivity and when you move your body and you actually you know, increase circulation, increase blood flow, um, get fresh air, get sunlight, a lot of that is hormonal and, and it's going to make us feel a certain way. It's going to increase those positive feel-good hormones. It's going to limit those negative hormones and you know we're going to have those neurotransmitters that are just flowing in our body that is only making our practice much more valuable, right? So when we have chronic stress, let's just talk a little bit about the physical symptoms and also the emotional symptoms before we kind of jump into this ideal six to seven day training plan. Um, so chronic stress from a physical symptom standpoint, um, and you'll probably write when I say one or two of these, if not all of them, you'll say, oh yeah, I definitely relate to that. Oh, I definitely suffer from this. So physical symptoms of someone with chronic stress, they have headaches, right? And that can just be, you know, migraines from an extreme standpoint, or it can be someone who just doesn't really feel like, um, you know, they feel mentally all there. They have a little bit of tension within their head, you know, inflammation throughout the body, um, upset stomach or digestive issues is a big one. Absolutely. Um, high blood pressure, um, problems with sex and sleep. So if you were to look at that list and you checked off one, if not all six or seven of those, well, chances are you're experiencing some chronic stress. And sometimes we, we don't get to the nitty gritty of what stress means. We just say, well, I'm stressed, right? But we don't actually put a label on it of like, what does that mean for us? Like, how is this stress actually affecting us? Um, and I think sometimes, well, I know for a fact, looking into it, getting past the surface level and digging deeper into how is this stress actually affecting my life? How is it affecting my quality of life? And a lot of those things right there, you could just tell, right? If you were to have the opposite effect right there, you didn't have headaches, your body wasn't inflamed, you had really good digestion, um, you had regulated blood sugar, and you're having regular sex and good quality and quantity of sleep, that is obviously going to improve 
your quality of life. It's going to make you a happier person, make you a more fulfilled individual. It's going to make you more productive, and that's 100% the truth. Um, it's funny enough, I just talked to a client on Saturday after our session. He was talking about the compound effect of his positive habits and his choices. And we were going back and forth um, with a friend of, of ours as well, another client. And we were, he was kind of playing devil's advocate and just asking about, well, like, don't you ever treat yourself? Don't you want to go treat yourself? Don't you want to eat a certain way? And my client, client Jonathan, was saying, hey, you don't understand. It's not that I don't necessarily... I'm not restricting myself from eating a certain way. He just said, me eating the way I do, which is a very healthy, nutrient-dense diet, he said, I just feel better. I don't have any of those issues. I don't have headaches. I don't have inflammation. I don't have an upset stomach. I don't have problems with my libido, or I don't have shitty sleeps. So what do you think happens? That just makes him more productive at work. He's run, he runs a business. He runs a crew. So guess what? He's able to make more money. He's able to be more profitable. He's able to be a better leader. So you know he's able to handle the daily stresses of running a business. He's able to come home and you know based on his income level and his productivity, based on him really taking care of his physical health, he's able to you know outsource different work for people so he can come home and be very present with his family and enjoy life in that manner. And he can do the things he wants to do on his own terms rather than being pulled in multiple directions, right? So you need to think that it's not just I'm going to look better. That's, that's, a, that's just a, a one benefit, right? There are so many more that are underlining that we don't understand the effects of how taking care of our physical health and reducing that chronic stress is literally changing the outlook of our life. It is making us better across the board, giving us way more opportunity to be a well-rounded, well-balanced, happier version of ourselves uh, and a stronger version of ourselves. People, you know, being someone that can restrict temptation um, and, you know, think in more of a logical manner. So it was a really, really cool conversation we were having because it just highlighted that it's not about, you know, giving myself the, you know, giving myself some sort of deal where I can't eat that, right? It was more like I don't want to eat it because, not like it won't taste good, it's because I know it's going to affect all the other areas of my life that I value so, so much, right? Now, emotional symptoms with chronic stress. Obviously, again, this is very well researched now, like we already kind of highlighted, but emotional symptoms are depression, anxiety, um, a high degree of worry. Um, You can even... Uh, receive panic attacks, right? When we're unable to really dial in our emotions because things are just a little bit more exaggerated. Um, They seem to be a little bit more overwhelming and daunting. We can have mood swings, right? So you have those ups and downs of feeling good and also not feeling so good. Um, And then poor outlook on life, right? Uh, Where you really don't have a lot of confidence in what you're going to build and what you're going to pursue and you you really don't have a connection to how good things are and and you constantly look look at things from like a very negative you know glass half full type manner right and this affects you know directly affects drive ambition motivation and although those things aren't necessarily well i'd say ambition driver extremely important motivation is as well motivation is more of that fleeting emotional feeling but imagine um, that you're able to have that drive and ambition and, and the days that you aren't so motivated, that drive still kicks kicks you into gear. And, and that ambition where your ideas are flowing and you got things you want to work on, 
you know, that, you know, mitigates the lack of motivation uh, or that feeling of, I don't really want to do it, but man, I got some, some things I want to create. I got some things I want to produce, some things I really want to, to do for myself. And, and you go about and do it, right? So there's such a wide variety of symptoms um, and, and also benefits when we take care of our stress levels. So we really got to make sure that, you know, busy is, is not something that we highlight and we, you know, put on a pedestal, right? We, we shouldn't glorify being busy. We should glorify being balanced, being, being someone uh, of great character, being someone who really takes care of all areas of our life um, and sees things from not just an external manner, but also an internal. And that's uh, a lot of what, you know, integrative health is all about, right? If you've ever, ever heard of um, Ayurveda medicine, um, their approach is very external and internal, right? It's very holistic. It revolves around sleep and stress and taking care of the body and engaging in you know conversations and having a good morning ritual and evening routine and is really like I said it takes care of the the body and the mind as a whole and doesn't negate certain parts of the body because we understand that because it's integrative they all affect each other okay so let's jump into it of how an, what an ideal training plan would look like for the busy person over a course of a six to seven day plan. So two days a week, I would suggest pure strength training. We've, we've been over the benefits. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast, if you know, you've heard me talk about the benefits of strength training. This is something I'm always going to highlight in all episodes for the most part. Anytime I have an opportunity, opportunity to at least, uh, we understand that pure strength training, which you know, the way I would describe it is that you're actually trying to create the adaptation of stronger muscles, um, more lean muscle, and you're trying to get faster, you're trying to get a uh, better conditioned, fitter version of yourself. So you're actively put, putting together a plan of attack, there's structure, there's a flow, there's a routine in place, right? There's something that there's a rhyme and reason to what you're doing. Two days per week, at least would be great. And again, we're talking about the busy person, these are going to be kind of your longer, more um, directed sessions. So these are the days where you have the most free time, I would implement these sessions because they are a little bit more, like I said, um, a little bit more built around you having to create space because we're going to be doing things that revolve around compound movements. Um, you can do them at home as well, right? You can do squats at home and you can do push-ups at home and you can do lunges at home and you can do deadlifts at home. But if we're really looking for, you know, that, um, true adaptation, you know, ideally we have some sort of weight like dumbbell and barbell, but again, we can always use bands as well, but this is going to be a little bit more traditional in terms of straight sets, for example, or even a strength circuit where we run through three or four exercises in that circuit. I don't want you to take it as it goes by fast. It just means that we would do more of a, you know, vertical sequence where we would use, we do a push up one set, then we move to the squat a minute later, then we would move to the deadlift a minute later, then we move to an overhead press, and then we would go back to the push up. That would just be a kind of a circuit style where you're giving yourself a lot more rest between that exact exercise compared to straight sets where I would do three sets in a row of push ups, all right, with like 90 seconds to two minutes of rest in between then move on to my squat sets, then move on to my pull sets, then move on to my press sets, right? Um, those would be the two different styles that, I, that you could use here, but you definitely still don't want to rush through it. You don't want to, you know, abuse the rest period, uh, or sorry, you don't want to negate the rest period and just go, you know, 15 second rest, then that just becomes more hit 
kind of style of training is almost like cardio with weights. So you would still want to give yourself at least 60 to, to two minute rest. Um, again, if you're the busy person, really busy, and you're saying, Brand, we, I really want to make sure these sessions get done within 30 to 40 minutes. That might be 60 second rest in between um, each of those sets. Um, put a strict timer on you and you're going to get through those sessions. You do three, four to five rounds uh, and you're totally good to go that way, right? So those days would look like, like I said, using compound movements. You wouldn't do a lot of isolated work. Like the goal here is to build a stronger system, a stronger foundation, really engage the central nervous system. So we'd be doing things that revolve around a push movement, um, like a you know bench press, overhead press, push up, uh, a pull movement, so like a pull up, a bent row, a deadlift, a squat movement, so a front squat, a split squat, a, a back squat, a goblet squat, um, Bulgarian split squat, or then a lunge movement, right? So you can do reverse lunge, step back reverse lunge, you can do a walking lunge, um, stuff like that. That would be a fantastic little, little, little routine right there. Uh, and the reason being, like I said, we're, we're going towards growth here. So these sessions are very growth-oriented. This is where you're really trying to signal to the body to build muscle, build strength, right? Uh, this kind of training will put on lean muscle tissue, which is very metabolically friendly. It's going to increase your metabolism. It's going to build a much better looking shape. Um, you're going to be more conditioned. You're going to you know, look stronger. Um, this is not going to bulk you up for the last time. Strength training like this is the best thing for every single person, right? It really is. There's just so many benefits. Um, there's really no negative to it uh, unless you're being an idiot with with the movements or have never done it before and there you would follow a program watch some videos we have plenty of those with the br365 strength squad to give you guys the direct videos and the exercises to make sure you're doing them properly and we have a community of experts you can talk to as well so no brainer if you've never um, really engaged in this process to join the br365 strength squad um, right on my website brandrank at 365.com cheap plug right there um, but we understand there's tons of benefits to the joint health uh, our bone health to help prevent muscle Muscle loss. Um, muscle is just such a critical component of longevity um, and even present health that really, you know, nobody should not be doing strength training. And this is a, a narrative that's really being created um, more frequently, which is great. We're seeing a lot more people talk about this. Research is coming out, and, and we're getting away from just purely exercising in terms of you know doing something more aerobic based. And now we're actually engaging in more anaerobic um, exercise templates and methods where we're actually looking to build lean tissue because we understand that it's helping us work smart and not overly um, hard, which is great, right? And once you build muscle, uh, the research is pretty crazy here. Once you build a lot of muscle, to maintain that muscle, um, I haven't read the article, but from a podcast I listened to, very smart, intelligent individuals, they talk about the research study that shows that you have to do one-ninth of the total volume to maintain your muscle mass. I'm a little bit skeptical of the one-ninth to say that um, you know, I might work out five days a week right now, and to do one-ninth of that, that'd be one session every two weeks to maintain. Um, I doubt that, but I think probably, you know, that's, if the research says it, I'll, I'll still have to kind of engage in the article a little bit more in the study and really kind of see the intricacies of what they're talking about. Um, but for there to study be out there, and these are very credible individuals presenting this study, um, it's very, um, very positive, right? It's going in the right direction where it's pretty cool to think that once we build up some lean muscle tissue to maintain that you know, body type, and you obviously have to eat a certain way, you have to not treat your body like, like a dumpster, but that you can keep a lot of that muscle mass. So it makes life way easier, especially if you're the busy individual, where you're like, man, if I just dedicate and I put some muscle on my body over the next two, three, five years, um, 
I can really do a lot less and maintain. So you really want to talk about the busy person who is trying to stay in shape, trying, trying to look good, not necessarily you know, stage good, but just look good, look strong, look fit, and maintain some muscle mass, and you're taking care of your diet. This is a very positive study um, for you guys to really engage in because, like I said, it's telling you that you could do one-ninth of the total volume and work you're doing and maintain the muscle mass that you currently have. And you'll see it. Like Muscle memory is a real thing. If I take a month off of doing any resistance training and I lose a little bit of muscle mass, I could put that muscle mass on over a couple of weeks, right? A few weeks, no problem, right? And that's a, that's a beautiful thing with resistance training. Unlike other forms of training where it takes a little bit longer, um, this is right on point with you guys just you know, getting right back on the horse and seeing that muscle mass go right back onto your body. Uh, but again, you need to be a little bit more in tune with what you're eating and, and how many steps you're getting in. And again, again, not abusing your body. So two days per week, I'm suggesting pure strength training. These are your longer sessions, okay? So the two days a week that you have a little bit more time, whether you got to get up a little bit earlier, you have a free morning on a Saturday or a Friday evening or Sunday morning, you're going to do about 30 to 40 minute workouts here, consisting of three to five compound movements. I went over the, went over the movements uh, that you can engage in and boom, those are your longer, more growth oriented sessions. Okay. Now one to two days a week, I want to address mobility. Okay. So in restorative sessions, so things that really help balance the body out. Um, so this is going to address limitations. It's going to address weaknesses within the body. It's going to help um, strengthen the core because that would be a restorative session, doing a little bit of, of core work and engaging in movements that help protect the lower back, which typically revolve around like strengthening the core, right? Doing wood chops and paloff presses and dead bugs and bird dogs and, and glute bridges and, and movements like that. Um, and this, with the mobility sessions, it actively helps, you know, you improve better range of motion as well, right? Which will only help you um, in everyday life. It will help improve posture. It will help improve tightnesses. It will help improve weaknesses uh, within the structure and the foundation of your body. Uh, it will make you more productive for your strength training sessions because we're not, you know, abusing the body with poor mechanics. This will actually assist in better sessions and it will, you know, increase efficiency of growth. So this will be done one to two days, I would say two days a week for sure. We're doing six to seven day plan here. So two days a week, and we're going to do 10 to 20 minute sessions. Um, movements, like I said, that are really effective here would be doing um, shoulder mobility, hip mobility, ankle mobility, um, and then core stabilization and strengthening for sure. Um, and even like hamstring flexibility as well. Um, those are kind of the primary things you want to address here. Um, and by doing that, you'll also really strengthen and alleviate some back pain as well, right? Because a lot of those issues are addressed uh, around the root cause of like your hips a certain way or your hamstrings, um, you know, getting in the way of, of proper range of motion or they're, they're weak so the lower back kind of takes over. So those sessions are really going to help really build up a, a strong foundation. Um, and the good news is, you know, I don't want to overly plug this thing, but the, but the BR365 Strength Squad, I, for an onboarding member, you do get a free um, four to six week um, foundational strength and health program where we have three days a week of mobility, three days a week of strength training, so right on point there. And then you get actually a couple um, 
exercises for everyday health. So things you can do every single day that aren't going to get in the way of um, your body improving. They're not going to add stress. They're, they're really just movements that are always going to be good to do. Okay. So that is really um, your two days a week of mobility and restorative sessions built around that. And then we're going to go two days a week where we focus on exercise. So difference, I did a podcast recently, the difference of training versus exercise. So you can give that a listen. I think it's a few episodes ago where I kind of highlight the differences of the two. Training would be more what we talked about initially with our, with our pure strength training where exercise would be targeting a different energy system. It would be um, targeting the oxidative system. So it would be more based around using oxygen and it would be our uh, aerobic sessions, right? So things that involve hiking, biking, swimming, running, uh, being outdoors. Um, today, for example, I had two hard training sessions over the weekend, um, you know, like strength sessions. You know, obviously, with Thanksgiving, I wanted to fuel up my fuel up my day with a good workout before I pounded down a lot of good, <laughs> a lot of good food. Uh, but today, for example, I went for that bike ride. Uh, about 45 minutes or so. Like I said, beautiful. Um, and I'll get into the benefits shortly. Um, and then later on, I'll go for a little bit of a, of a walk or hike. You know, I would say more it's trail walk. So maybe there's some opportunity for some inclines, but hike would be where you're having a little bit more of a steep incline every now and then. That's how I uh, differ the, between a walk and a hike. Um, what are the benefits of these sessions? And I think these are so, so damn important. Um, I felt so good training for my great Canadian record challenge. Um, even though I was doing so much volume, um, you know, I was doing about four days a week of strength training. Obviously my project consisted of 10 days of lifting a lot of weight for a lot of reps and doing a lot of exercise. My body felt good because I had that balance where I was really taking care of the mobility. I was taking care of my aerobic system and engaging in low restorative sessions, um, low stress um, what I mean by low and then doing my strength training and but having uh, the wherewithal to program it effectively where I wasn't over stressing or taxing my system so what is what are some of the main benefits of engaging in more of an aerobic type session doing more exercise for one it's fairly easy on the body and the joints um, especially hiking uh, and biking and swimming you'll see these practices as very restorative and they're almost rehab-ish. You know, you'll see a lot of people with, you know, knee pain and um, issues around the hamstring that they usually start on a stationary bike. Swimming can be very good for shoulder mobility um, as well and even glute engagement. Um, For me, swimming at least is probably the one exercise, form of exercise I do where I never have much, um, many issues at all. Like I always leave it feeling a lot better. Um, but I'm mindful. I don't. I don't abuse abuse it. Right. I don't, I'm not in there doing you know crazy sprints. I'm doing more uh, very passive front stroke sessions. Um, and then hiking, you know, is obviously gonna be very restorative, very healthy for most people. At least uh, running is the only one where I could see there being a little bit of issue with with joint health. But typically, when people say, "Well, running is bad for the joints, it's bad for the body," it's either they're they've increased volume way too quickly or they have increased speed, so they're trying to go way too fast out of the gate, or there's too much volume in terms of there's too much frequency. They're, they're running four to six days a week, and no shit that your body's beat up because you're not doing any strength training, so you're not actually improving joint health. You're not improving bone density. Um, you don't have any, uh, you don't have good, good strong structure of muscle around your joints and ligaments. So yeah, no shit, your body feels like crap, right? So this is where I always even tell endurance athletes, 
that's what I am, right? Uh, to a certain extent with my strength and endurance projects, that strength training um, gives you the power, gives you the strength and, and the foundational structure to keep your body healthy and durable. And that's one of the biggest reasons that my body is so resilient and durable. Um, and I feel very empowered through that because I feel like I can engage in many practices without my body shutting down on me. And most people, um, they lack that connection and they lack that understanding. So they say, you know, running's bad for me. Well, it's because you're, you're not doing the other stuff. You're not doing the mobility and the restorative sessions to help your body function appropriately. And you're not strength training intelligently. You don't have a plan of attack or a structure. You don't do it at all. Your mechanics are poor, so you don't have any you know, muscle supporting your body. And that's a, that's a big no-no, right? Um, these sessions are very restorative, right? They actually will help you get stronger for the next session. Today, for example, if I went to the gym, which I was debating, I would feel like shit tomorrow. Not in a bad shit, not like, oh my God, like I feel like garbage because I'd go in there with you know more of a easygoing mentality today, but I would feel less good than me doing what I did today. Like my bike session today, about 45 minutes, you know, a couple, you know, a couple of hills, but for the most part, a fairly easy flowing ride. It's going to make me feel better for tomorrow. I had increased circulation, increased blood flow. I engaged my muscle. Um, and my body's going to be, it's going to thank me. And tomorrow when I go to the gym again, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to have a good 48 plus hours, um, off from actually strength training. So my body's going to be, you know, fully replenished of glycogen and and glucose. And my body's not going to feel fatigued. It's not going to feel drained. And it's actually going to feel excited to get in there and push some weight again. So these restorative sessions, they will benefit you and actually make you more effective for your strength training sessions. Um, and that's where people think, you know, more is better. No, better is better, right? So put together a routine, which this is where it actually complements the next session and you're having your body recover and grow. And that's the period, right? If you keep going to the gym all the time, even if they're short little sessions, well, you're not going to really, you know, help your body grow because you're not giving it a chance to adapt. You're constantly throwing more, you know, wood on the fire here and you're not letting the fire actually blossom, right? You're constantly shutting it down from, from, you know, optimizing its potential. The good thing about these sessions too, um, it gets you outdoors. You think about all the things I just said, hiking, biking, swimming for the most part, that might be an indoor activity, depending on what season you're in, um, and running and walking, it gets you outdoors. Research is you know quite heavy on the benefits of being outdoors with sunlight, and we know vitamin D is more of a hormone than it is a micronutrient, so it's very beneficial for the immune system, for our mood, um, overall well-being and quality of life, um, getting fresh air uh, on our body and, and within our system, good opportunity to disconnect. Today, I didn't bring my phone on me. I would always bring my phone to the gym because I'm listening to music on a bike ride, on a hike or a run, even though I usually bring my phone. I'll put on airplane mode at least because I'm listening to a podcast or something of that nature. Or today I don't I didn't bring it. It was an opportunity for me to unplug for you know an hour and a bit and get out there and just feel feel connected. Feel connected to what I was looking at and and to the to the cycle, to the practice that I was engaging in. And there was a lot of times where I was very just grateful. I, I found myself being very present, um, very full of gratitude and enjoying what I was doing. Uh, and they're very low stress. So that's really beneficial. We want to make sure, um, obviously, we talked about busy people having that chronic stress issue. These sessions should not be hard. The heart rate should be low. Um, they should be very passive. And it should be something that helps um, 
you know, helps you actually improve your stress levels. It doesn't add these acute um, signals of stress, right? It should be very, very low um, and you should feel strong, feel able and feel like it's just more of a very passive session, right? Um, and because it's an oxidative oriented session, more aerobic based, we know this is good for the heart. Um, it's good for your cardiovascular system. It's going to help, you know, mitigate the potential uh, of heart disease and and things of that nature. So we really want to make sure we have a fine balance. And the older and wiser I'm, I get here, I, I start appreciating these sessions because, you know, I love getting, I love being strong. I love having a good fit look to my body. But I like feeling better. Um, so, and I'm never going to not train because I understand that this makes me feel better. So that it's kind of a win-win there. But me training six days a week in the gym and neglecting oxidative aerobic type sessions and low stress sessions like this, um, my body just doesn't feel as good. This makes my body feel very connected and feels balanced. Like it has a very integrative approach to to longevity and to my health. And like I said, it actually benefits my, my gym sessions. And like I said, I focus on better is better, not more is better. And this is a prime example. And these sessions can last anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes, very low stress, very easy to do. Um, like I said, all these things, if you're a, the busy person and you're like, well, I can't bike, I can't run. That takes too much time. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I got to set up my bike and I got to go to a, a nice spot and I got to run somewhere. I like to you know run in a certain spot. I got to drive there. Well, then you can walk around the block. Right. Um, so again, if you have a, a little bit more of an opening because your session is so short, the drive there will basically make it a 60 minute session. Um, all in all, but if you're super busy, like I said, you can jump on your bike, go around the block, you can go for a walk, go for a hike, go for a little run around the block, and like I said, 20 minutes um, is, is prime for the busy individual, and it's going to do you a lot of good, okay? And this allows you to train multiple energy systems. We know strength training is more of that um, glycolytic system where the oxidative sessions like this are more of the or sorry, the aerobic sessions are more oxidative-based, so more oxygen-based sessions. Um, so there you go, guys. So that is how you put together the ideal six to seven-day training plan for most busy people right there, right? You would highlight, just to recap really quickly, two days per week of pure strength training, um, two days a week of mobility, more restorative sessions, and those restorative sessions can be yoga-based, right? We talked about um, mobility, um, they can be flexibility, they can be mindfulness-based, so you can be doing more meditation and lowering the stress levels there. You want to do something that literally just lowers stress levels, right? Makes the body feel good. Um, it puts you in more of that parasympathetic uh, state where your body's relaxed, it's calm, it is you know very low stress. That is what you're focusing on, right? Um, 10 to 20 minutes. And then you have two days a week of more aerobic type sessions like we talked about those would be hiking walking biking swimming running um, playing a sport even even if you're going to uh, a low stress um, class would be great or or playing a sport would would be fun as well so playing shooting hoops playing basketball with friends um, you know playing touch football like that those are just good things it's good for the mind it's, it's, it's it allows you to connect it allows you to be very present um, and, and I'm telling you that that is such a strong structure for the busy person right so again guys the sessions aren't very long 20 minutes uh at the the minimum 40 minutes basically at the maximum for the aerobic sessions 10 to 20 minutes of mobility in those restorative sessions very short you can do them at home in the morning uh, while you're watching tv um 
ideally, you know, because you're trying to be present, you would take the time to give yourself the opportunity to unplug while doing those sessions. But I'm just saying worst case, if you're someone who wants to stretch and mobilize the body um, during, you know, you want to multitask a little bit, okay, you can do it in front of the TV with your kids. And then, like I said, those two more structured days, the, the longer sessions of 30 to 40 minutes, again, not very long, pretty nice, right, um, of pure strength training. And that would be the game plan for the busy individual. So that sample week, how I would structure this, I would do a strength session uh, on day one of the week. So on the Monday, um, day two, I would do more of a aerobic session just to kind of make sure we keep the blood flow going. Wednesday, I would engage more of that restorative mobility session. Mobility, I do highlight uh, or do want to make mention, I do think it should be addressed every single day to a certain degree. Um, and again, that can be five to 10 minutes a day, um, just making sure we're expressing the joint in multiple planes and directions and giving it the opportunity to you know really be highlighted every single day because mobility is such a critical component. Um, I just put in a post on my Instagram page on how to improve posture and those things um, would actually help improve mobility. Some of the things I mentioned talking about you know getting that moving your body, doing some band pull aparts you know every couple hours just to make sure we're kind of mobilizing the shoulder joint uh, as well and getting the hips um, a little less tight and shortened. Um, yeah, so I do that on the Wednesday, then I go back on the Thursday do a strength session. Right, so that gives us 72 hours between strength sessions. Um, the Friday would be another aerobic or mobility session. You can't really go wrong on that one. And the Saturday would be an aerobic session or mobility, depending on which one you did on the Friday. And then Sunday's a day off. And the day off um, doesn't mean you sit on your, on your couch all day long. I'm, again, I'm an advocate of moving the body every single day and engaging in a you know movement practice of some sort. So this can be Anything that really just kind of resonates with you, it could just be a family walk, it could be get-together, it could be going out to um, you know, a campground, going out for a hike, um, you know, basically anything that just resembles you guys enjoying life and getting out and, and being productive and connecting with people, right? So there you go, guys. Uh, the ideal six to seven day training plan for most busy people. If you got any questions based on your lifestyle, hit me up um, at BrandonRinka365 on Instagram. Um, you know, also, guys, we're recommending you guys follow the BR365 Strength Squad page on Instagram. Uh, if you are looking for more insight on how to join the membership program, um, it's $99.99 for the annual membership. Tons, guys, tons of value. Um, this month alone, every month you get a webinar, right, by one of our experts, myself, We'll be doing um, the webinar this month. You have an 8 to 10 page mini guide on a particular subject of how to become stronger, more resilient, more empowered version of yourself. You're going to get a real talk with real experts. You're going to get a direct video insight into that segment, which is going to be really cool. Have different experts on every month and have a nice conversation on how to build those three things up that we talked about. Um, and then we're also going to get a free workout for our members as well once per month, get, get the community built a little bit more. And then you have the, the main principle of what we're all about. Um, you're going to have the opportunity to receive tips and insights and get actually get conversations with our experts, six experts on our Facebook membership page that you get direct access to every single week, weekly information. And then you get that free onboarding workout. So look at that, all that for $99.99 for the annual membership, eight bucks a month, guys. 
if you're someone who wants to become stronger, more resilient, uh, become a more empowered version of yourself, sign up for it. If you don't want to be that person, don't worry, don't sign up for it because um, this is definitely going to make you that person. So if you have no intent on becoming stronger, becoming a more resilient version of yourself, becoming less stressful, uh, becoming happier, becoming someone who has less pain and tension in their body and is more of a you know holistic body and mind, uh, again, this is what we're going to do. We're actually educating people on how to do it the right way, the smart way. No fads, no quick results. This is um, a lifestyle that we're highlighting, and we're going to give you all the tools to make your life better every single day. All right, guys, feel free to subscribe, rate the podcast, do all your stuff. Check me out on brandrank365.com for some free blogs and resources as well. All right, guys, have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast, and happy Thanksgiving to you Canadians.